Welcome back to Stories Out of Time and Space. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly. And as always, I am joined by my game master and fellow uh, fellow host, Julian Darius. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? Uh, I think so, but I'm not sure that I'm really hearing you. It might be a hallucination. That's how I sort of feel about... Yeah, I hope most of my interactions in the world are, is, is me just hallucinating. <laughs> Uh, we are here to talk about episode two of season three of uh, Black Mirror, the the first of the Netflix seasons. Uh, yeah, Playtest, uh, which is uh, another of those. Uh, I, I don't say body horror, but where they, it, you know, we've had the we've had the seed or the grain, and then we had the sort of the disc seed in the, the mm. in the the Christmas one, and now we've got the mushroom uh, in this mm. one, which is uh, so um, another thing injects into you. But this is. An American traveler short on cash signs up to a test uh, to test a revolutionary new gaming system, but soon can't tell where the hot game ends and reality begins. Uh, yeah, this has got. Um, I, I like to play these games if I know that face, but this has got Wyatt Russell, who is uh, Kurt Russell's son in it, who went on to be in the MCU, as did Hannah John Carmen, who plays Sonya. Uh, she was in the Ant Man film, so some MCU connections, but. Uh, beyond that, again, they're sort of the main headers of people you probably recognise. Um, but yeah, this is this is another one. So this is about an hour long, but an interesting technology. This is going into gaming now. So, Julian, what were your first thoughts? Or what were your initial thoughts then on uh, playtest? I think this is a fine episode, but I think that mm. it at the end is like one of those Twilight Zone episodes where it's like it's a fantasy, so we can do anything. Um, you know, the twist at the end does not work um you know there are things that i object to but it is fundamentally an enjoyable little ride um and that's one that we can we've said about the last episode what were your thoughts yeah i like this much much more than the first episode um i do think it's let down massively by the final twist and the reveal as to like what causes all the problems um, to the extent of again, I get a little irritated, um, but I like the last part of this episode. Um, what I would say is, again, I feel there are, there's there's pacing issues. I think in this episode, um, again, it feels a bit like we've gone right. You've got an hour to fill, and so they've gone right. So we're going to fill the first twenty minutes with this linear story of some guy traveling around Europe and stuff. And you go, okay. okay. Or not even Europe, around the world, and it, it, you know. So I, the, the whole him getting to the the position of learning about this gaming organization, um, and getting you know becoming a part of it takes so long that I was getting to the mm. point where I was like, I know what this episode's about, having seen the sort of the, the little blurb and that. 
I'm no. Uh, I was expecting at one point to have like a reveal halfway through that it was already in the game, and this was like some tour game or something. Um, because this is so linear, weirdly linear, that the storytelling in this was like, and then this happens, 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 and I was just like, all oh, right, this is really linear. That I found bizarre. In what way? In what way do you think it's really linear? It's just it follows the main character. So there's no invented. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally that. Like it starts with him leaving home, has him travel the world, has this sort of like little snafu where he's short of money, so he ends up doing this one job to join this gaming thing, and then it goes wrong. But I'm like, right, all that information again. This, this comes up to something we were talking about before, uh, before we started recording. This idea of like. The, the crux of this is almost like a human, you know, you want to get to know the character, this Wyatt Russell. Like the whole point is about his psychological condition. But you don't learn about that until quite a way in. And they keep trying to give you information as if it's some great reveal. I'm like, this doesn't need to be, like this should almost be done, uh, not in like a Pulp Fiction kind of way, but like, have him start mm. with the game and then drop information, like have him forced to confront things in the game or some other way that like information's rolled out because like you get told things at least twice in some cases. And then mm. other things you like, you get told later on, I'm like, well, surely they'd have had that conversation before. It, it, it was just the storytelling in this was very, very straightforward. Yeah. I mean, was, I, think, no, I think yeah. that kind of works for me. I mean, I think okay. that, there maybe is a little too much at the beginning, but you need him to turn to the game to make money, right? And then that whole situation comes back in a sort of Wizard of Oz way, right? Within the game is one of his horrific moments of sort of mm. what's really going on here. Um, yeah, my objection is less that. I mean, I think that works for me. Obviously, the best stuff is in the house, right? You know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the main the main crux of the episode, most of the runtime, it seems, at least half of it. Um, the no, it's fifty fifty. It is literally fifty fifty. Yeah, I mean, and and I think like basically from the whack a mole thing, which looks amazing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you you want some American dollars? Here's what the whack a mole looks fantastic. Like that, we're suddenly in a sci fi world, and I think that sequence is great. The stuff in the in the mansion, you know, sort of my problem is is less with the linear storytelling and more with the logic of. You know, I mean, ultimately. All of this is the game misfiring, so everything is justified. Okay, Uh, so why does it start with him able to run his hands through things and they kind of have that great digitizing effect where like the, the polygons kind of stick to his hand. Mm. Um, and I think that looks amazing, but then suddenly, you know, he's feeling things and attacked by, you know, the, the girl and you're like, okay, well, you know, if in retrospect, this is supposed to be the game misfiring, how did it progress like that? Why wouldn't, I mean, you're supposed to think, simultaneously that it is sort of learning and and the ai is kind of getting out of control and also in retrospect that really it was out of control from the beginning so there is a kind of progression but ultimately that doesn't make sense well no uh, i i, I yeah. Oh, yeah i i agree with the reveal at the end 
the problem is, like you say, everything we, we're supposed to understand that everything that goes on from the, you know, is revealed, right? Let's go to the reveal. The reveal is that the yeah. moment, like, so there is, there's almost like, this is like, let's go inception with this shit, right? Because there's different layers in this, in the reveal, which kind of goes like, at what point do you just stop? So, like, but we find it, so basically when he goes into the game, he's in a, you know, in a, like a, a plain white room. And like you said, there's a table, he gets a headset and he gets the mushroom put into the back of his neck. And then he's presented with like the whack-a-mole. Okay. That's level one. Yep. So then, then he is taken to meet the game um, master, the, the, the CEO of this company, the um, get the guy's name. And that's where mm-hmm. they, they go into that sort of rather ornate office and they've got all that sort of thing. So I've got this other one that basically drills into your um into your head and gets into the what, what scares you the most. Okay. That's level two. That's that's layer two of reality. All right, let's call it that for now. Just let's sit with me. Then you get the actual house, this haunted house that he goes to that is like the testing ground, yeah, where it all goes, where it all happens. He sees the spider. He sees the creepy guy that reminds him of his bully. He then Sophia comes, um, Sonia comes back, and all this other stuff, right? So then, when he's pulled back, he's like, "Okay, well, let's pull him out." Oh, he's in the office. Oh, he's not in the office. Let's pull him out again. He's actually in. The, it went from all the way back to that very first moment with the whack a mole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I go, I'm going, okay. So even the whack a mole wasn't real then, right? So, all right. So, what is in his? So, they've what's what triggered these things? At what point did his mind kick in? So, this is like one of those things where I think of films like Identity, or there's a couple of those where you go, it was all in their mind, it was all just their Mm -hmm. psychosis playing out and everything that they faced onto. So, you should be able to track back and go, oh, that represents that. So, what they've Mm -hmm. talked to that first half of this show should be them laying out his psychosis, right? You find out about his, the fact he's avoiding his mum. You find out that his dad had Alzheimer's and so sort of like he had to deal with that. So he feels bad about turning his back on his family to go do this traveling. He mentions this bully that was there was there as a kid. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Cool. I should then be able to track through from the moment, if I was to watch back this backwards, right? if there's a Hitchcock mm-hmm. film or a Nolan film, I should be able to watch this backwards and go, that whack-a-mole, well, actually, it wasn't the company that created whack-a-mole. That whack-a-mole links back to this conversation he had with this other person at this point. This haunted house, that the, or the office that he goes to, he saw here. like It was in a photo or it was in the magazine that he saw when he was presented with this guy. The haunted mm-hmm. house, he even calls out the haunted house and says, oh, this is the one that we saw in that game. And they go, oh, yeah, it was made in reality. Cool. That's the first time they call it out. Everything, you, if you're really clever with this and you want to go Nolan level with this shit, you should be able to track back. So this film, this should split in half and everything in that second half should be able to link with something in that first half. But it doesn't. And that's why when you get the reveal at the end, I feel a bit like, oh, you've just gone, it was a dream. It was a second dream. And you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, all right. You've again, like this isn't this isn't creative, inventive, intelligent storytelling. It's just we're going to tell well, you little bits and pieces, and then you some of that's going to play out. And you know, I mean, let's be clear, it's entertaining storytelling. I'm not saying it not isn't clever. It's not clever, but right. it thinks it is, yeah. and that's the point. That's what I get annoyed with when they say that okay. it, it thinks no, it's clever. 
No, I agree. And and that is one of the biggest problems with Black Mirror is that it is way less clever than it thinks it is. Yes. And it's the pretension of Black Mirror that really turns some people off, right? Mm. The people who don't like Black Mirror are like, it's so damn pretentious. And I'm like, you know, really? But then I sort of think about it. And I'm like, no, yeah, all the stuff that bothers me is just this kind of thing where, you know, it thinks that is a great ending. It's a terrible ending. Yeah. The ending is the worst part of this episode. Um, no, you're entirely correct in what you're saying. I, I would say that even if it doesn't have a one-to-one correspondence with sort of Wizard of Oz style, something is on a magazine, I mean, I would like that. That would be the best ending, where it's sort of Kaiser Soze, like, mm, and here's, exactly. the, here's yeah. the magazine. And then it would be like, oh, okay, this makes sense as an ending, right? It feels creepy. Instead, it's like, golly gee, what if what if it was one level up, you know? Um, so imagining if you take that ending seriously, which we kind of have to do, why would he imagine this whack-a-mole thing? He has no exactly. idea what this device does. Why would he go step by step? Why would he imagine this office? And, you know, there's so much that he would not have imagined. And why would you then progress to inside the game? At first, it's, you know polygons and goes through you and then um you know sort of escalating its fear well he has no reason to think this is a game of fear at all i mean that only makes sense if that actually is some level of reality so then you can't get the final reveal i mean you just can't um so yeah, you know, have, have him as like a horror fan. Effect. Have him as a horror fan, or even an anti. I hate horror films. I can't. I can't do horror films. So his fear is being trapped in a horror mm. game, but he's got to do it for mm-hmm. the money. Like have him have to face up to that. And yeah, because the other problem I have with this is again this idea of being clever, but not being clever enough, or think it's clever is it calls out at least one like horror movie trope. Like he opens the cupboards, mm-hmm. he's seeing the character, this mm-hmm. this 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 creepy character that looks like the bully that you know from when he was a kid, but grown up. And he's opening these cupboards looking for some snacks and stuff, and then he says, Oh, he's he's gonna be here, isn't he? He's gonna be behind this cupboard when I close it. And I'm like, Oh, okay, he is. And it closes in the shadows on the wall, and I'm like, Okay, cool. So you're gonna start calling out recognizable horror tropes. And you're going to try and subvert them, or you're going to do something that's going to make him have to um, face up to the horrors of this thing. Um, it doesn't. It never leans into true horror. It never decides mm. what kind of horror it wants to be. You know, big spider. I hate stuff like oh, it's just a big monster. Oh, okay. Like it's it never <laughs> fit. Like it's meant to be a horror game, but it never sort of goes into this idea of horror. And then. When it gets to the end, do you know what I thought about when I was watching this? Actually, because I've obviously I've been recently reading uh, Hellblazer, so I've been reading the first sort of, mm. like, you know, I'm up to the mid hundreds. There's in, there's this, there's in, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember the flaming writers, but there's a period where John is obviously going up against the first of the fallen, yeah, with yeah, uh, yeah, but it extends beyond that. I think but then it... later with Jenkins. Jenkins, thank you. It's Jenkins that does it. Jenkins brings it back because he then has to go to hell and he sees what's happening to his father because his dad was killed by the family man way back when. Mm-hmm. And and the first the fallen is like you know I'm going to make you confront all the stuff you've had to face before and here's your father being hung by basically like coat hangers and tortured and stuff. And Constantine has to deal with it, but he's a bit like eh. 
yeah, he kind of deserves this. Like he wasn't a good person, and it, like you know, he has to reconcile with that to get himself out of the situation. And so I'm thinking, like the end, the end of this is is him going to be confronted by, like his his father with Alzheimer's or his mom or so. Like there's going to be something where it's going to be the true horror is himself. He's going to see himself like his father's going to turn into him with Alzheimer's, or there's going to be like true mm. fear of what he is terrified of in the future. And it's not. It's just like. It, it, it comes in down to his mom saying she's going to call him because he feels like he's abandoned or he's left at home. And I'm like, again, I'm like, oh, well, that's that's a bit, you know, like you're not you're not going for anything like that. That's so easy. Well, yeah, I mean, so the thing with Alzheimer's with there is a good moment where he's like it really needs to stop without that final reveal and explore this crazy gaming place Mm -hmm. and you know when he's on the floor going i don't know who i am okay well there's the reference to alzheimer's yeah it doesn't under it doesn't really make that connection well i don't think i don't think no i thought the same i don't think they realized that when they were writing or filming this yeah i don't know but i mean it definitely doesn't underline it enough that you get that connection and Mm -hmm. it's resonant right um but that's the level it needs to stop on. This thing of the call mom. Okay, so we were left to think that he, from the beginning, it's clear that he has an estranged relationship with his mother. We yeah. briefly see her in his fantasy before he's pulled back into level two, as you put it, um, where, you know, the mom, you know, is out of it. And, you know, but, and, and, you know, doesn't know who he is. But that's as much horror as we get there. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, as you say, we never see we never see the father. Okay, for me, that final ending that we've both admitted, like, makes no sense whatsoever and kind of invalidates the entire episode. Then he's saying, mom, mom, mom. And we see the notes of, you know, the uh, woman assistant who's typing this up. And it says, just says, called mom. Mm. Now, first of all, in your notes, he called out mother. He called yeah. out mom. You don't just say called mom, but it's written. I mean, nobody does that. I've read a million police reports. I've read a million notes on shit. Nobody's going to type two words into that field. Okay, that annoys me. But it's there so that you can say, oh, he finally called mom. <laughs> like, that is so stupid beyond imagination. Like, he finally called his mother back. But he didn't. He called out mom as he was dying. Mm. Aren't we smart? You know, like, that's really, really, really bad. Oh, no, it is. It really is. It's, again, this is the idea of, it's lazy. But the other thing is, is the reason, the other thing, so that, I agree, that bothered me when I was like, oh, called mom. Like, you know, I'm surprised the episode is not called, call, you know, call your mom or something like that. Like, if you really want to fucking hammer that home. <laughs> but the problem I have with this again, you know, I call out logistics. You know, that sort of mm-hmm. this. It seems to irk me for some reason. Maybe it's just the way I am. And there's little things like, well, if you're going to do this kind of testing on someone that's based around their psychology and their fear, like mm-hmm. you're not just grabbing random people off the thing because if you're doing human testing to go to market, like you've got to show that this is successful. You would need all kinds of psycholo- psychological testing. You would need them to con- have been gone through, you know, been tested by a psychologist and all sorts of stuff for them to go. This is safe for them to do. They're stable. They can face up to this thing, right? That's the first thing. 
The second thing is the whole thing with the telephone. Like he takes a photo of this headset mm-hmm. um, and then leaves his phone on. And it, we yeah. find out at the very end that the thing that's basically caused this whole thing was the phone wasn't on airplane mode or wasn't turned off. So, uh-huh. so why did his, why was his phone only taken off him as he was about to go in the room? Literally, yeah. as he walked into this place, they should be like, right, your phone goes in this this insulated baggie and goes in this locker. You will get it back at the end. Well, and Problem we're going to you down. Yeah, because we yeah. Have, our liability is like we made somebody brain dead and killed them, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. more than that, I mean, he walks is... but more than that, he walks to a room with all these people designing and creating stuff. And like, no, that's NDA mm. level kind of stuff. Oh, I know. Like, and yeah, I'm like, I, oh, and, yeah. and then and then they're like, oh, can we have your phone? I'm like, sorry, I've worked in offices for less where they will yeah. take my phone at reception and I get it back at the end of the day. Yeah. No, that's right. Absolutely. Well, okay, here's another little quibble. Well, we're going to talk about the phone. I don't know how things are over there in Britain, <laughs> but I can assure you there are no American phones that have a um, that what's it called the the screen when it's not unlocked yet the lock screen mm. where you can just swipe right to turn the phone off. Okay, yeah. that is not a thing. That's not how anything works. I mean, there's a power button you can hold, you know, and then swipe. Yeah. She, Right, but she doesn't do that. I mean, it's just this swipe that he easily swipes back for. And then when she comes in, there's this odd cut that you know, like, is going to come back and be like a juncture point where you hear the door opening and it's like, oh no, I'm caught with the phone taking a photo of this device for money. You sell it to the press, you know, is the idea. And then suddenly she comes in incongruous with the last cut and he's already sitting down and you're like oh that's a kind of like either really horrible editing or a clear skip moment where given that this you know this is going to be a sort of vr thing is going to be important and that's the cut okay i guess i guess it ends up being the cut but it's not because it's a minute later that the phone rings as he's Mm. being uploaded but again, like, how does so that doesn't wind up being important? Like, that's that's such a like we're clever, we're setting that thing up. But then it's like a minute too early. Um, it doesn't seem to know what it's doing there. No, it and doesn't. I, I'm just yeah. No, I agree. Well, the other thing as well is uh, these little things that, that bother me about the end. The CEO that you know you find that is real because you, you've been you've been seeing him on the magazine mm-hmm. and so forth. He is real. When he comes in and he's played off as callous and just walks out and says, I'll make a note of it. No, you've just found out that a woman thought the phone was turned off whilst this guy was on his own with secret technology and is now on. And he's not going, check the phone. What was it on doing on? Was was there any phone calls Mm -hmm. made? Were any images, photos taken? Check it, check it, check it. Like, no, that is, it's, it's such a, the casual response at the end is so irritating because I'm like, and she's like, oh, it won't happen again. And I'm like, sure, you're not going to check the phone? Like, you don't, you, you, you are just going to trust that this guy sat there. Like, it just laziness well, again, where I'm just like... Let me get back to this this in-world kind of like test subjects, these problems that you're pointing out in a second. Before that, how does he know it's a VR device? And how does he know what the CEO looks like? Because everything, you know, well, he has seen, ringing to he, the end. 
The only thing is, oh, yeah, he has he, the magazine, he's seen a full face of him, right? Type, kind of thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, but he doesn't know that it's a VR thing. Mm-mm. Like, his fantasy is totally in continuity with um, what, Their game what actually is the thing. Like, I mean, that's so stupid to me. That's and this know, is, but this is like, why, but you this know is that why. final reveal was not planned, right? Like, that's yeah. not integrated into the thing. That's like, well, what if there was another twist? Yeah, you did not integrate that into the whole script. No, if that's what I'm saying again, like this, yeah. This this is one of those episodes where I think write the script out linear. Mm-hmm. how you want it, and then I'd look at it and go, right, how can I tell it? This is about VR mm-hmm. and gaming. I want you to have, uh, you know, um, an untrustworthy untrustworthy narrator, and I want you to question reality. I want you to come out at the end of this not being in, like, not like you know, Inception-level stuff, not entirely sure that you've actually left the game. Mm-hmm. Right, don't give me that final, yeah. the, not the final mom crap, Give me the, the one before that where he goes home and there's something off that doesn't feel right. Like, you, oh, he, he may not have left the game. Um, mm-hmm. But then tell the story yeah. in a different way. Like, as he is going through the house, like, he's talking to that woman, um, the, 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 the woman who's introduced to him at the, you know, it takes him through the, um, Katie, the, the mm-hmm. woman that works at the gaming company. Um, he's t- yeah, no, no. Sonia's the woman outside. Oh, there's, there's, yeah, there's, the, there's, the assistant. Yeah, like the assistant, like Katie. Yeah, yeah. So when he's in the house, like he's talking to her through a headpiece, through an earpiece. Mm-hmm. Do you know what then? And she actually says to him, she she says, "Well, you've been very chatty. This is a thing that people do when uh, they're scared. They're scared. You know, because they yeah. like to hear a voice. They like to. It makes them feel more comfortable. Do you know what then? Start the forget the whole." No, don't forget the Sonya stuff. Do you know what then? Have him tell Katie the story. As stuff gets creepier in the house, like really lean into like old fashioned gothic horror, you know, like MR mm-hmm. James kind of like creepy, like candles and lights going out, rocking chairs going on their own, and all this other stuff, right? Have it like a proper creep. As he gets more scared, he keeps talking to Katie and he is relaying the story of how he got to this position. Mm, and th- and mm-hmm. therefore, as he is doing that, it's bringing forth all that is bringing forth mm. leading up to the point of going like, I have to go home. I'm here to gain money to buy a ticket to go home. And I have to face my problems. And when he reaches right. that point of telling Katie about that, that's the switching point where it goes to hell because all of a sudden his brain's gone. I've been able to mask all this up until now, but now I'm facing up to the fact that I've got to go home. I've got to face up to my mother. I've got to face up to the death of my father and that bullying character. I walked out on a job and he was my boss. Like mm-hmm. have that all be like, you know, and that's to me is like, you know, you're building up this narrative, this character whilst you're having a horror, doing a horror film, you can ha- not just tell it, not just have flashbacks, use the footage you've filmed for the first half. You can mm-hmm. have it interspersed mm-hmm. and then have him cut back and Katie going like, well, Sonia sounds like a lovely woman. Who did you say, who did you say she worked for again? Mm-hmm. And then, and then have it where he has the mental breakdown and then they pull him out 
And he goes, oh, my God, like, you know, then having, like I say, really hammer that home, that fear of Alzheimer's, that fear of losing control. Right, right, right. And then have connections. Yeah. And then have him going home and then have something as he gets home, like his father's there or there's something that's not right about this reality or Mm -hmm. the 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 boss that was a bully to him is dressed the same as he was in the haunted house. Right. And he never left the game. You know, like that's the ending. That's the episode. Sorry, I know I do this a lot, but no, I mean I do think that would be an improvement. Um yeah, I'm I'm bothered by a lot of these. You know, to me it's not as much a, a linear versus flashback mm. problem. I, I do agree that that's a that's a better ending and you know, like Chris Nolan is the one to look to here. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I'm really bothered by the uh, Katie showing up. Not Katie. What's the? You know, I, I just had Sonia. It. Um, yeah, Sonia showing up, and she's got this explanation, and she's like, "Oh, I tracked your cell phone." He's like, "But we're in a different location." I mean, <laughs> you know, how has he come up with this explanation if this is all in his head? I mean, but you know, that whole Sonia explanation. It gets into this like human test subjects idea, right? So she says that they have basically killed a bunch of people as guinea pigs. And the reason that they've chosen him is because he's a foreigner, right? Yeah, and somehow easier to, right? And okay, so that at least like there's a plausible explanation for like what's going on at that level, right? But then we throw that plausible explanation out to go for this totally implausible one at the end. Well, no, no, um, no, 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 you're wrong. Because the ending at the end hit the, the boss being, because he says put him with, there's this thing of putting with the others. But then when the boss right. walks out in the very end, when he is coma, you know, completely catatonic on that sofa, and you've got the cold mom thing and the boss just walks out. That sort of suggests that, that she's right. And they have done this to other people because he's a bit like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, make a note of that one, you know, with the others. And you'd say, right. oh, so this has happened before. So how did he know? Yes. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, you're exa- that's that's exactly correct. And I accept the correction there. Mm. Um, you know, but I think that, like, that's a plausible explanation. But again, right, as you say, how does he come up with this? How does he, mm. you know, I mean, none of this makes sense unless that's really has some component, in which case he's... I guess the helmet made him psychic as well as frying his brain. I mean, that's the only explanation for some of this. Um, But, you know, to get to this sort of like human test subjects, you were talking about needing permission and all of this. And we're supposed to presume that like this guy has a mansion where they're basically killing people. Yeah. I mean, you know, okay. Like that probably should be part of the story, right? Like if the if the story only makes sense if there's a renegade VR company that is so committed to making horror video games that it is killing you know at, at least a handful of people and and burying the bodies somewhere I mean surely we ought to know something about that operation or that ought to be important to the plot and it's not really and and I don't know it, it feels incomplete in that way. No, I agree. I actually like that. Should that suspicion? They try to throw suspicion um, at the thing. Like, oh, he's really elusive. This CEO, and you know, no one knows where he is. If you get a photo of him, then my God, like you know, 
you mm. you know you'd be the first in however long and then he says like oh they're basing this you know outside of town uh in this thing you know cool but you still found this job on an app <laughs> there'll still be a record yeah. of you there's still a record of your account yeah. there's still a record of you saying i will do this job on this day and then you disappeared if you were reported missing sonia knows that you've gone there mm-hmm. so Plus, th- th- you you've already established like in your fantasy your cell phone still GPS is functioning, right? Yeah. Like your fantasy actually establishes one of the ways that this whole thing is going to unravel. Mm. Yeah. This whole sort of deep reality section with the horror and stuff, like it feels again, like not wholly thought out. And this is where like, you know, when you and I have talked about some of these things in the past, like, you know, a bit like Primo is probably one of the best examples where they like, say you've got like a, like a serial killer board with the red string on and you're making all the connections and you can do it and you can go, oh, this all works. And time travel films are usually, you know, the ones you've really got to do this like that. And, and um, the one we did most recently, um, which you can't see because I've got it covered up, but you oh, know what I mean? Uh, like, time crimes. Time crimes, thank you. Time crimes, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is a similar thing. Like, okay, if you're going to deal with levels of reality and information, like you need to have you need to be really mm. tight on the source of that information. Mm. Was it discussed? Does the viewer know it? If not, then it's irrelevant. So on and so forth. And again, they don't seem to have done that. Like this feels like a yeah. This is a polished-ish script, but it could definitely do with another run through with somebody else going like, you know, well, what about this? This doesn't seem to make any sense, or you know. Okay. Now, in fairness, we're both Twilight Zone fans. Okay, mm-hmm. we've discussed mm-hmm. the Twilight Zone. The very first episode of the Twilight Zone is this story, right? In the sense that yes. what it really is, is, you know, right. You know, in that case, it's an astronaut who goes crazy preparing for space travel, right? And so that lets Sorling go, well, I really like abandoned cities. You know, yeah. like, I'm just going to do that. <laughs> and, and well, to kind of how many other stories can we do that in? Yeah. Yeah. But and he tries to create a little bit of correlation from you know the outside world to the to the fantasy but very minimally and we were dissatisfied with how he does that so i think this is basically on that same level right it's really an excuse for um you know the creators to do a, a little horror video game and kind of do some jump scares and some terrible monsters and kind of creep you out a little and you know and i think all that stuff you're right it doesn't feel fully thought out but it still is entertaining mm. uh and i think it it sort of works at that same level of that twilight zone episode where it's like yes i accept all of these problems but i'm still along for the ride and it's not as smart as it it wants to be or it should be but you know i mean i guess if i wanted to criticize black mirror i'd say it's a lot of years later and you've got a lot more money and a lot more time to do it in, and you probably should have done better than that. Yeah. But you're right. There needs to be those correspondences. You got to work out that plan if you're doing something like that. Yeah. I mean, this this should this should be held up as one of those episodes where you're like, oh my God, like if you go mm-hmm. back, this links back to this. You can see this here and that sort of thing. Like that'd be really cool. Um, but it, but it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't. I, I agree though that it's entertaining. I find, you know, I think Wyatt Russell. Um, as that sort of like awkward American, um, traveling abroad and and you know, 
he's he's mostly charming and i think he sort of he does all right um well let's talk about that and that's kind of the final thing i'd like to address which is um cooper i i think he he plays a kind of owen wilson kind of character um and i I love a good shout that's a good shout yeah but thank you and i think that he, he sort of starts much more charming to me than the end and he is by once he's actually in the house he starts to become really annoying really fast because it's just like golly gee you know like you got a thing here and he and he's such a he's like playing up the surfer dude thing because supposedly as a reaction to being scared but he just kind of like ratchets up the annoying to me and then i find myself sitting back and saying like a um you know this is all a fantasy like i'd be like okay i know i might jump at something but nothing in here can hurt me. I've been assured that I have a safe word. Like there's not a lot of reason to be on pins and needles and ranting about stuff. Um, So I don't totally buy his reaction sometimes, but then I also find myself going like, is this what the Brits think of Americans? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. hundred percent. Um, especially kind of where he, charming but stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another, you know, we yeah. It's it's more than what most people think of us when we travel abroad. We go a place and start stealing like historical relics. So it's you know better. But like the, the bit where he's on the tour bus and he just keeps asking how tall things are. Like, mm, yeah, you know, that's the dumbest question you could ask. Yeah, like you know, like at not least, what happened there. How tall is Big Ben? Yeah, you know, they're the sort of things. Um. But I think the thing with Cooper is, like I say, he starts... Yeah, I know what you're saying about him being... Becoming slightly annoying, but I think there's a reason for that. Like, that that chattiness and that fear comes through. I agree it's not scary enough, but I still think you'd have a physical reaction. Um, But again, one of these things is like, yeah, that whole bit where he's he's on... um, Travelling. You know, like you say, he's on the Mm -hmm. tour bus, but we see him go through... Um, India, you see him in front of the Taj Mahal, you see him in front of like the you know the Eiffel Tower, you see him in all these different locations. So he's doing a lot of traveling. He's a quite a right. This is a well-traveled guy. He's gone on his own, right? Which I'll be you know, and that's no mean feat to travel that far on your own, right? He's done odd jobs, so he's picked up work as he's gone. He's had to look after himself. So they play him up as a bit stupid and a bit, you know, sort of like daft. But like look, he's traveled, he's he's circumnavigated the earth. Right, that's actually pretty impressive. Like, I'm not gonna like that's actually really impressive. Like, he started in Australia and worked all his way across. Like, they should be playing up. Like, all right, if he's gonna be scared, either have something where he's like, I've traveled the entire world, I've done all these places, yet this still scares me. All right, have him jump at a spider or something, and the, and the, have it that Sonia actually calls out. She's like, Oh my god, you're world travel, you're still jumping at a spider like you know or have it that he's a lot more brave and actually that's why he's so comfortable doing this where he's like yeah now i've experienced all kinds of stuff like you know i've i've sat with the you know the the reiki monks of tibet i've done this i've done that i i'm pretty comfortable that your game can't really scare me like i've you know but he almost forgets that he's traveled the world it's sort of like it's sort of like he gets to london and then it's just like Wow, he's now gone back to being that uncultured sort of silly American, and you're like, no, this dude should be changed because of his experiences. 
No, you're right. That's a very good point. And I sort of found his sort of, how tall is that? I was like, yeah, I mean, that's very stupid. Is, I mean, is this a guy? I, I, it's hard for me to imagine that a guy who strapped with the world like that would, would be that. He's, and have then it as a I running joke. Like, have, have it as a running joke. I mean, literally have it like everywhere he oh. goes. Like he says the Taj Mahal. How tall the tower? How high is the Taj Mahal? Like have it as a, <laughs> that would be funny. Like I'd accept that. But yeah, that that kind of bothers me. The more I think about it, the more it sort of feels like it's at step with what they're trying to yeah, do. Yeah, and he doesn't need to be a world traveler, right? I mean, that's mm. not really important in any way. That's a key point you're making, right? I mean, that that whole business of traveling the world is not important at all. It's just there to get him to Britain as the last stop on the way home. That's not well done. Mm. It should be important, well integrated. especially because yeah. the montage of him traveling takes almost eight minutes of like, it's <laughs> it's a long part. And I'm going like, OK, OK, yeah, cool. <laughs> it's still going. Um, So you know, even the bit where I'm on the plane with like the little girl where he's like, there's the turbulence mm. and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm well, tra- you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm well traveled and I'm not scared. It's a roller coaster. And he puts his arms up and stuff. And like, I'm like, oh, that's a genuinely nice moment. Like this should play into this thing of his, you know, he's become more compassionate or he, he's learned more about himself or something. Yet there's still this fear, this thing lurking in the background that's out to get him. This manifestation of, of his worry or his, his fear of going home. Where did this game company executive come from? And why is he operating in London? Or outside of Lickham. It's what they say, uh, yeah. no. It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. You know, I, okay, maybe maybe he has British citizenship. That's fine. But, you know, I don't know. There's so little that we know about that game company and, and what's being established. Um, one final thing that irritates me, mm. and this is a constant thing, is... You know, I'm so irritated every time this happens. Is the compression of time in the fantasies? Mm. Like, it doesn't make sense in Inception, but it's so much more egregious here. A video game headset cannot make you experience hours of time in one second. So, within level three, as you put it, when he's pulled back to level two, they say one second has passed. You know, and it's like, oh, that whole thing took one second in real time, right? That's not the way the brain works. I mean, the brain can't, I mean, and, and also that means that this algorithm running this, you know, this program that's running the, the helmet was probing his fears and figuring things out so in fast. one second. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. this is so stupid. Well, this goes, and this goes back to, this is a similar thing to that winter, the Christmas special of mm-hmm. moving you forward three, mm-hmm. three weeks. Six months, oh, a thousand years a minute is going to be experienced yeah. in that thing, and you are you're just like that's not how that's not how computers work, <laughs> like right. And then why compound it when you at the very end to see it's like zero point zero four of a second or something? Mm. Like the whole, I mean, that's some really brain dead fucking like I'm clever stuff. Yeah. And it's and it's been. I mean, look, Brooker smart. I mean, Black Mirror smart. But that is just you combine that with the gotcha. You know, like he called mom. You know, yeah. as he died. Aren't I cynical and dark while also being clever? Like, yeah, the the time compression thing really bugs me. 
Yeah, I know I agree. I know I'd agree on that one. That it's I think it's less so here than on the thing, but then the more you talk about it, the more you start to think about this, that you're like, he's had all these conversations, he's processed all this information. Like even the human brain, which is massively sort of thing, isn't that, you know, it, it, it's yeah, generating new ideas, going through things. It's gotta be like, you know, it's mm-hmm. going through it's all a bit it's a bit much. Um so yeah, it's it's more entertaining than nosedive, but mm. it still has massive problems. This I will say though, this is this is I'm still I'm, my my concern that first episode of we've moved into something and you know Flash is going to be overtaken by um is over is overtaking storytelling and stuff or I you know ideas are just not as good or whatever. Is is still there? Like playtest is a better episode. I I legitimately think so. Mm. But if they all start to feel a bit rushed, where I'm like, oh, you this needs another draft. Like nose drive needed another draft. Like this doesn't feel like it's the final version of this story. Um, it's sort of like this will do. It tells the story we want, or I want to. I want to, It gives me the shock or the the ending I want, or I can plug away at like virtual reality or something. Does what I want it to do. Move on. Like it feels a little bit like perfunctory but that is fair but keep in mind he's got to fill six episodes instead of three you know that's over true. here in america we're not as lazy and we like to crank out six episodes <laughs> let, let me um, say that yeah but let me say this though i'm joking he but, had three but years but he, had, he had three years between this mm-hmm. and the previous season and i can't believe he was just like oh my god i've got two weeks to write six episodes <laughs> like <laughs> These ideas must have been yeah. stewing in his head. Like, you know, even with Channel 4 cancelling this, I'm pretty sure, like, if they'd have gone with ahead with another series, they mm. must have had ideas that they were going to put forward. Um, no, you're sure But anyway, yeah. any final thoughts? Or are we no, good? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I, I think we concur, except I am offended as an American by the depiction of Americans here. <laughs> you know, we're not all super dudes, man. You live in Hawaii. <laughs> that is true. I am a serpent. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, there we are. That's our sort of discussion of play test. Let us know what you think. We're getting into this now. You know, we, uh, uh, the last episode, I've been a little, le- a little more cold on this this series of um, Black Mirror. Am I right? Am I wrong? Challenge me. I'm sort of, you know, we're happy to be challenged. Come see what we got to say at Pod Time Space. Uh, and also, also leave us a review on any of your podcast catches, five stars preferably. And if you really like what you do, come and check us out on Patreon. We do all kinds of bits. We are doing the uh, trekking through the Twilight Zone, the full trek through all the seasons. Uh, we're also doing uh, additional complimentary material, supplementary material to the main feed for the films we're covering. And I do things like 30 Minute Thoughts and there are other interactions with fans. And it helps keep the lights on at, at sort of, you know, for... Uh, uh, t- stories at time of space helps us keep going, so we really appreciate it. Anyway, how how else can we keep making these uh helmets that kill people unless you give us money? That's right. How can we go through this black mirror experience of talking through the computer at you if you're not going to give us money? Maybe the, the, I'm going to cover that in some episode. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, and uh, we shall see you again soon. <laughs> <laughs>